0: Tom Bernard Show with
2: Co-host Catherine Brandt
3: Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen
0: Andy Brandt Bernard
3: And Cassie Schrader
0: Everybody shows up when it's 95 below
2: Well, what else is there to do?
0: I'm proud of you That's all I have to say is I'm very proud of all of you You know what I'm saying Or maybe you don't Anyway, we'll be (laughs) right back Kick things off Tom Bernard Show
4: Doug Sprinthal, Walzer
0: Automotive Group, walzer.com. Tell us about this warranty for life thing. I, You know, you, know, you understand a lot more about
4: this than I do. Well, of course. I know so, you're not an automotive mechanic. So let me tell you a cool story. This just happened a couple of days ago. I got an email. Somebody emailed me at Doug at Walzer.com and he goes, hey, I bought a 2005, and I think it was a Honda Accord, back in 2014, having some problems with the engine. Uh, do I have any coverage? So... That's really nice. Very
0: professionally <laughs> delivered from Walzer Automotive Group, Walser.com. Business I know. Whoa. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It's colder than hell. It's a Monday. Yes, I hit the post. Thank you very much. Great to be here.
2: <laughs> You're such a master.
0: Yeah, it's a master. You would think that you
2: had won some awards.
0: Oh, God, don't bring that up again. (laughs) Very funny.
2: I am so sick of you referring to yourself as Hall of Famer. Yes,
0: the HOF. It's not Mm -hmm. Hall of Famer, it's just the Mm, HOF. That's that's right. Apparently, on my Wikipedia page, I do that all the time. I don't remember doing it other than as a joke just after it happened, but that was, uh, oh, that was about 14 months ago.
2: You know what I'm always shocked at? That what? people have time.
0: I know. To have go and to update
2: somebody's Wikipedia page to be mean. I well, just don't even get it.
0: I just think they're losers and they have no life. They're losers. Well, they are. They're complete losers. To make something up that's not even true.
3: Well,
2: what about you? On
0: your,
3: on your Wikipedia page, it says you refer to yourself as
0: Mr. HOF. Yeah. That's what it says.
3: I don't believe me. I'm looking you up right now. No.
0: Well, I look think it it's right been deleted.
2: Now. Somebody noticed
0: it. Oh, they deleted it? Joe from Louisville says, aren't you kind of a big deal? <laughs> Very funny, you know,
2: pal. I don't know if I have a Wikipedia page. I've never looked at it. And if I did have a Wikipedia page, I would never look at it so they can <laughs> say what. they Oh, I don't ever look at it either.
0: Somebody just sent Couldn't it to me.
2: Careless. Said, have fun.
0: Somebody Tim, sent it to me. Oh, we have a package. It's on the phone.
2: Timmy. His phone is buzzing. That was mine. Oh, Tom Mm. didn't turn off his phone, Tim. Do you believe it?
0: I have to keep my phone on so it... (laughs) Oh, it's just a package. Probably something else you ordered. It is. What a shock! Mom's crabby. I am very
5: excited to talk with you two today because last week we we didn't get off to a, a, a happy note because of somebody's displeasure with 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 Glass, but I understand we're all on and the just, same page just this week with another movie. Just because just you hit,
2: like bad movies. Um,
5: <laughs> <laughs> there it's you okay. Go. You're allowed. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me Stan and Ollie is a bad movie?
1: No!
0: Oh, we glass loved it. bad. Absolutely. Stan I loved and
1: Ollie good.
0: Yep, I will tell you what, I, I uh, we went and saw Stan and Ollie on it's Saturday. Sweet movie. It's a very sweet and, movie. It's funny as hell. And,
2: Nobody misbehaved in the theater.
0: Yeah, because Catherine was by about 20 years the youngest person in there.
5: Well, that's just it. I mean, what kind of crowd are you going to get in? And unfortunately, you know, it's only older audiences that are going to see this movie. And yeah. there's yeah. no question that this, these guys are lost on the younger generation. You know, it's interesting because you now you talked with John C. Riley on KQ, correct? Just a couple weeks ago.
0: Yeah, just a couple of weeks ago. Yep.
5: Yeah, and I did in I don't know back when before the film came out, and you know I was saying what sucks is is that it's lost on the younger generation, but he seems to think there's hope because you know Laurel and Hardy stuff is all over YouTube and stuff. It's certainly yes. there, but that's true. It's not obviously, there are thousands upon thousands of other things there. Whereas you and I and Catherine or whoever grew up with these guys, with John Gallus on Sunday morning.
0: Yep. I mean, that was,
5: we we had very limited choices, but boy, it seemed to touch a lot of us.
0: It did me. Well,
2: we watched a little Laurel and Hardy yesterday.
0: A chump at Oxford.
2: A chump at Oxford, and one of the lines was, "You he you wouldn't know Einstein from a beer Stein." <laughs> it's like it's still funny.
0: It's still funny.
5: It's universal comedy, you know. It it's is. It work.
0: You know, you're right. I, I did realize once I looked it up, and went, "I went, God, why aren't people going to see this movie?" Because it's it they changed comedy forever a hundred years ago almost. But, well, uh, Riley I did look was up,
5: saying, hey, yeah, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, I, I, I looked it up, and their hot years were from 1928 to oh, about God. 1937, or the 27 mm-hmm. to 38, something like that. My mother yeah. was 17 years old. The God. <laughs> so <laughs> what does that tell you? That's a while well, ago, man.
5: Yeah, well, the interesting thing that Riley was saying was, you know, it, they're everywhere in every you know, comedy actors' DNA. Now, he's no saying doubt. that you know, if you if you listen to, he says, listen to me in Wreck It Ralph. I'm using, you know, I'm Oliver Hardy is all over Wreck It Ralph. You know, and, and Ralph breaks yeah. the yep. oh, yeah. they, They've influenced yep. so many comedians. So, in a weird sort of way, they're still very much present, but only because of the way that they've influenced so many comedy you know, actors or teams or whatever over the years, which is, you know, that's that's great. But, you know, again, people aren't aware um, where that comedy came from, where those sensibilities came from, which is really sad. I think what I found most interesting about the film was how it examined a a part of their career that I don't think a lot of people knew about with this European uh, stage tour. I didn't know
0: about No, nope, me either. Me either. I, so I tell you, is- I was thinking, I was just thinking about some of the great bits that they did that wouldn't transfer to today. And one of those, and actually when I was a kid even, but I love the line when, I don't know, Laurel and Hardy are doing some damn thing, and Ollie tries to make a point, and <laughs> Stan says to him, Ollie, you can lead a horse to water, but a pencil must be led." <laughs> See, now, that was funny back in those days, but pencils aren't lead anymore, so the younger people go, what the hell are you talking about?
2: That's true. How about what's a pencil?
0: Yeah, how about what's a pencil? They don't yeah. even know what that is. That's
4: very true. Yeah. But yeah. I, seriously,
0: we watched A Chump at Oxford, and we, we saw uh, Stan and Ollie just absolutely loved them, and it's very touching. I, did, I revealed to, to Michael Bryant, because uh, he asked me about the movie. I said I didn't realize till I left the theater that I was allergic to Stan and Ollie because. And he, uh, he said, "Why is that?" And I said, "Well, I left the theater and my eyes were watering. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just. It made me very sad at the at the end. The end is it's very sad. very sweet. <laughs> very sweet. Yeah, it very it is.
5: But again, just I mean, brilliant. the way that. What I love about these sorts of movies, I mean, yes, they could end on a sad note, and I know you pointed out this morning, we don't see him pass away or anything like that. Right, extreme, right thank God. Fortunately, but we, what we do see and what we did see in Bohemian Rhapsody was you know, a couple mm-hmm. people that knew that you know, time is short, and, and, and they decided that, look, I'm going to live my life to the fullest and do what I was born to do with the time that I had left. I mean, they tried yep. to replace oliver hardy with somebody else in the end and he saw it and it it just didn't work as much as the guy tried and it wasn't his fault so it's like you know what i need to be doing this i need to be the guy to to do Mm -hmm. this and and then i love movies like that that yes it is sad but it is also inspiring so right that was really cool they went with a really interesting approach with this movie um, again, not your standard biopic. We get a bit of, of the Hal Roach stuff at the beginning and the way out west. right? But, again, again, it, it mostly covers this stretch of time that a lot of us didn't know about. And I thought, wow, what a cool way to go about a biopic. And also, Tom, I, I think one other thing that you didn't point out, but I'm sure you enjoyed, the film is like only 96 minutes long. It's not you that long it. of a film. I loved so that, it. That Absolutely they, loved they, it. They kind of got to the point there. But Steve Coogan, I mean, you know, obviously John C. Riley. I mean, both these guys—they disappear into the role, and and the, I never oh, realized
0: God. how much Steve Coogan actually resembles Stan mm-hmm. Long. <laughs> he sure does. He certainly does.
5: Yeah, the makeup was amazing.
0: It was wonderful. Yeah. It, it, the whole. Yet
5: thing. it wasn't nominated. It wasn't nominated for any Oscars. No. Not even makeup, which is ridiculous. Ah. A movie like this is—it—it's it, really kind of a victim of timing because. Obviously, they were smart yeah. enough to know yeah. that, look, we can't release this thing wide. It'll be here and gone in a weekend. So they did the old, um, you know, December 25th release, which is the reason I got to see it so early and, and interview Riley and John S. Baird, who directed the picture. Um, uh, and, and you know, that worked because it got him on the awards radar and there were a couple like a Golden Globe and something else, or, you know, broadcast film critics, but... You know, as far as an audience picture, they've tried to, they've been struggling with how do we release this thing? And finally, last week was, I think, 725 theaters. But I think people, if you're, you know, people that want to see it that are listening, go see it now because I don't know how much longer it's going to be around. That's sad. And it's not because it's a bad movie. Again, it's just because audiences just aren't in tune with with this sort of stuff now.
3: No,
0: no, they really aren't, and it, it is too bad because. See, I've always enjoyed, like when I was a teenager and in my twenties. I, I looked back at who uh, Benny Goodman was and who Glenn Miller was, and I really enjoy their their music. All the way back to Rudy Valley, which was my grandmother's favorite singer. I wanted to know why my grandma liked him so much. I wanted to know why my, my why my mother adored Glenn Miller. You know, so I look back and so say, I guess people don't do that any
4: longer.
2: Well, that's a long time ago for Laurel and Hardy.
4: Yeah.
5: Well, and and to think, you know, the film picked up in the 50s when their career, for all intents and purposes, was over. At least their film career. And, and, you know, to give people a little better idea of what is going on for most of the pictures, these guys are on a stage tour, basically doing Mm -hmm. um, what they did so well on film, but... They, were, they brought their act to stage in the hopes of getting a film deal. Um, and that's kind of just yeah. dangling yep. out there for them the whole time. Yep. And you realize that these guys by no means were a couple of has-beens. These guys were as sharp as ever on the, mm-hmm. on the stage as they were on film. So, again, it just presents things in a different light. And one other thing I wanted to point out about John Baird, the filmmaker, and, and, and goes to show these guys were internationally... They were huge. I think it might have said something in a scroll in the prologue, but the guy that directed the film, he was born in 72, uh, and he's from Scotland, you know, and so he grew up Mm, watching these guys. You know, so they were huge internationally, and, you know, when they start this tour in the film – you know, there was a disconnect with the audience. There wasn't much of an audience, and then finally, finally the words started getting around. But these guys were just as talented as they ever were when they went on this tour. Yep. So, again, I just yep. find this whole complete story fascinating. And uh, I'm much better than, you know, watching the behind-the-scenes stuff of, you know, Sons of the Desert or Way Out West or, or the
0: music box.
5: <sighs> did you like that little uh, homage to the music box in, in the film?
0: Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to give it away, but it's stairs.
5: like, yeah, it, it's very clever the way they worked in those little homages to yep. things. But uh, yep, yeah, just a right. great film that really celebrates the talents of both those guys. And as you can tell, I'm still pumped about it. It, it was just a wonderful loved it. movie. It,
6: loved
2: it. Yeah, and the yeah. other thing was is, um, the fact that, they were talking about that they had made all those shorts, which were used um, at the theaters for other movies, right. and they never got paid for any of them.
0: Any of them. Oh. Never got any money.
2: I mean, no residuals for any of that.
0: Yeah, it's terrible.
5: Well, the word is is that um, Dan Laurel died penniless.
0: I bet. And so did Penny. Oliver Hardy.
2: I don't
5: think they ever they, paid him they, anything. They both, I don't.
0: they both died penniless, yep. Yeah. Oh, no, all he so did gamble away his dough. So you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I think a lot of it went <laughs> well, to, as they to say, live. whiskey, women, and song. That's what, that's what they both said it went.
5: <laughs>
0: and know, well, the, the women picture?
5: that played the wives were great too, weren't they? they oh, they the were terrific. The I, I, uh,
0: who's the guy who played that. Hal Roach? Because that guy is a great actor. Oh, what the hell he is his he No, no, the guy uh, no. he played the he played the, the head guy on that show. Music, uh, magic,
5: whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, Danny Houston.
0: Danny Houston, John there Houston, you go. He's son. terrific. He's a great yeah. actor. Really. I good. was
5: hoping to see yeah. more of him, but that was a great scene at the mm-hmm. beginning. But yeah, Danny Houston <laughs> is John Houston and son, and and uh, Angelica Houston's brother. And he's been in quite a bit. But he's, you know, I guess we could say character actor or whatever. He doesn't. You don't see him in a lot of leads. But when he comes in, he no. knocks it out of the park. And he was sure a jerk with. uh those guys kind of just, oh,
4: uh, God. you yes. know, you're, you're
5: that then. And that also examines something too, about how Stan went off to partner with somebody else for, or no, Ollie went off on to partner with somebody oh, else yeah. because he was under contract. And yeah. So there a lot of yep. more, a lot more yep. interesting history stuff there that people might not know of. Um, and uh, then they bring that up to each other in a pivotal scene at the end of the movie. You know, yep. they didn't, Get along at times, but they certainly didn't hate each other. I thought they they really no. loved each other, and you know, did, the way yeah. that Stan took care of him and watched over him and everything it was it was such of a, a sweet movie. What a great movie!
0: It really was very very funny. The things that they did were brought up constantly. That there's a scene in Chump at Oxford where where Stan and Ollie uh, get hired as a butler and maid, <laughs> and Stanley's the maid. <laughs> And he comes up to Ollie and he says, "Ollie, it says the woman here wants me to bring out the salad undressed." He goes, "Well, then do it. Bring the salad out undressed." He comes out in his underwear, and he's higher than a kite, and he's drunker than hell. And he comes out and he serves a salad while wearing just his underwear, and the hostess faints, and they had to run out because John, uh, what was it uh, James Finlayson? I think his name is James Finlayson. I know it's Finlayson, okay. but he's he's the he's the head of the family. He's the guy that used to close one eye and go, "Dope!" That guy. That's where "dope" came from mm. was from James Finlayson, and he, no, he was so good in that It was unbelievable, really good. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. I just I got to watch more of them, for, them now. Oh God, I we did we get well. Uh, you know what? I got to take a break. Be right back. But I'll give you a tip. You're going to love this tip. Be right back, Tom Bernard Show. the <laughs> lonesome, well, lonesome pine, pine Just
6: below Is the cabin home Of a little
5: Girl of mine Her name is June And very, very soon She'll belong
4: to me For I know She's waiting there For me meet that Lone, pine a
0: lone tree bo 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 uh, I was singing along with every song in there. I knew every song they were singing because I remembered them from when I was a kid. Uh, well, God, just because
5: you know, these guys were great singers too, and oh, and and not exactly. only those guys, but but Riley and Coogan.
0: It yep. was oh good God, stuff, yeah, man. really good, really, well, really good.
2: And at the end of the movie, when they said that Stan never stopped writing after Ollie died. Mm-hmm. Um, It'd be very interesting to see if anybody could find those, uh,
0: yeah, you know. and
2: do, <laughs> you know why you know they couldn't have done some for the movie.
0: Oh, the, I, those! But they did show them the actual, uh, the actual Stan and Ollie at the end of the movie in some clips, right? And you could not tell the difference between Coogan and Riley and Stan and Ollie. They looked exactly. Right. Ollie, could you turn that down, please? Shut up. <laughs> Making tons of noise. Flip what the hell's your, wrong with you? Flip
3: your switch, mom.
0: <laughs> She's a disaster. It was the uh, what they did
5: was it was the way out west scene um, that yes, they did at yep, the beginning of exactly their right. film, and then they put a. Did they do a side by side or not? I, I can't remember it, yes. now, but
0: uh, yeah, so, no, so uh, yeah, they a, but it was. Oh,
5: it was on the original. I think on online on on YouTube you can see a side by side, and it is identical.
0: It's unbelievable how good these guys Look, I'm just telling you, even yeah. if you don't know who Stan and Ollie are, which I understand that because, you know, Stan died last, and that was 54 years ago. Yeah. So you know, that right. was a while ago. But um, I just think you would really enjoy seeing the movie because of the creation. And you have to understand, those bits weren't around before Ollie, uh, Stan and Ollie. They were not around at all. <laughs> so they created all of that and got no credit and no money for it. Unbelievable. Um, that's how filthy. So that's what, what the hell am I doing in radio? What am I doing? What's wrong with me?
5: <laughs> there is well, there is one descendant that helped him on the film. Her name is Cassidy Cook, and she is the great-granddaughter of Stan Laurel. And, oh, um, really? And she had commented to uh, John Baird, the filmmaker, about how she forgot she was watching actors. So I don't know oh, how really? she... Yeah, she just thought it was just, like watching her grandfather, you know, from, from all she's seen, I would imagine growing up. Um, right. But, uh, you know, it's, it, there, you know, the thing is there are really big fans of, you know, Laurel and Hardy around the world, but again, not the sort of massive fan base, like, a you know, a Marvel comic book fan base where it's going to prop right. up a film like this, which is unfortunate, but, uh, you know, it's definitely going to, fans are going to love it, but you don't even have to be a casual fan to love it. And, and the other thing, like I was saying before, I mean, if you guys like John C. Riley, um, so many comedians today, especially with any sort of physical humor in their acts, somehow, some way they were inspired by Stan and Ollie, you know? And, I and don't so think there's they, any question. They've been there. People got to go and see where this stuff came from.
1: hmm
5: I agree.
0: I just think it's Well, you know, you mentioned Way Out West, which is one of my favorite movies those two did absolutely yeah. love it and that movie of course has the great line in it where stan walks over to the pay phone which is hanging on the wall it's and there's no such thing as a phone booth it's just a, a phone hanging on the wall and the phone rings and stan goes over and answers it he goes hello it certainly is and hangs up <laughs> and all he's got this quiz look on his face he's just this odd look on his face he goes well who was that he goes I don't know, it was a woman. Well, what did she say? (laughs) (laughs) And Stan says, she said, it's a long distance from New York. (laughs) 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 It certainly is. It hangs up. Uh, Just brilliant, brilliant stuff. Yeah. Really, really really good.
2: Tom lasted five minutes through the favorite.
0: Yeah, five minutes. Oh, geez,
3: greener. I'm
2: surprised you that long.
5: Overrated, overrated, overrated. Did you
3: watch it, Mom? Horrible. I did. You watched the whole thing? Oh. I wanna watch I did. it. I wanna see it. How what did you think of it, Mom? Well, it was
6: <sighs> Looks a little dry. It's
3: hard. It looks weird. It uh,
2: well, weird. it apparently th- this whole lesbian aspect of Queen Anne was not has never been confirmed. No. Big
6: surprise. There. Um
2: so, I don't know why you'd pick on Queen Anne, uh, this historical figure, to out her in a film like this. I'm not really positive what the motivation was. Well,
6: about a majority of Black Klansmen never actually happened, so it doesn't no, matter. that's exactly right. You can say never whatever has. you want so, in the movie and people will believe you.
2: But I really love the costumes, of course, because I love those period movies with the costumes and the sets and all that stuff. I've always loved all that stuff. But um, I don't know. It was was entertaining in some areas. I I laughed a couple of times. Um, I don't know who other than... uh, I don't know who who they made this movie for, what this audience would be. I have no idea.
5: The artsy crowd, the critics love it. And, you know, the funny thing that I find about it is... You know, people will balk at the historical accuracy of Bohemian Rhapsody, but yet right. they don't seem to have a problem with this movie, no. which there are large historical no. inconsistencies. Yes. Um, yeah, there are. And yet they love it. You know, you can't have it both ways. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. And well, wait till you, you've you got to see Roma. I just want to see how long you're going to last in Roma, because, again, it's so overrated. I, I again, I, there's such a people wonder why there's a disconnect with the Academy Awards. This is why, yeah. because they want to tell you that yeah. we're smarter than you and we get this and you don't. And you know, so who's going to tune in to watch uh, something that the, the the favorite in Roma are the two leading Oscar nominees? They each got ten. Really,
0: you know, and they don't yeah. even speak English, right?
2: Well, who played Queen Anne? Because she actually was really good.
0: I have to she say, She good. Performance. The performances is her were good. Name. Okay. Olivia Coleman is. I... A, if there is a,
5: there's a It's a TV show called uh, The Night Manager with Tom Hiddleston. She is okay. in that prominent okay. role. I know. But that I think that's mostly people in Norfolk. that. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: I, I it just, I, I just don't know what the point was. Is I mean they made her. It kind of was a. It sort of felt like a female empowerment kind of movie in a way, mm-hmm. showing how you know the character Emma Stone played, had to, you know, went from you know, when you're not married, all of a sudden you're nothing, and then when you are married, all of a sudden you're something, and all of that crap that went on back in those days. Yeah. Um, But it made Queen Anne look like she was either you know, sometimes stark raving mad, <laughs> and, and it's like, well, if you were going to go with the fact that, you know, we wanted to out her as a lesbian, why would you play up the crazy part? You know what I mean? Yeah, it it yeah. didn't seem like that's what the point was. Then I don't I don't know. I just had a I had a hard time with some of the writing. I didn't know what they were getting at.
0: Well, uh, let me put it this way. I sat down with Catherine. I watched the first five minutes. Basically, I couldn't understand the damn word they were saying. So, because they whisper too. It's that British.
2: Yeah, the British mumble sometimes is very hard to oh,
3: understand. So many so people are whisper. like, "You should watch The Crown," and I'm like, I can't understand a word any of them are saying. Oh, I love The Crown. They're talking so quiet, and it's so dark. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> I yeah. Know,
0: so love, here's the deal. Love the crown. I watched the first five minutes with mom. Then I went in and did some work for about 45 minutes. I walk out of my studio. 45 minutes later, I walked up and said, Has she come out as a lesbian yet? <laughs> because you knew from five minutes yeah, in that was did. their agenda. I, yeah, you well, knew yeah. that
2: that was the.
0: yeah. Like, come on, man. It, all of this stuff is just so amazing to me. I, I, I just, I'll never understand it. Um, Tim, let me ask you a question about that. As far as television mm-hmm. is concerned, they're going. The reason that they're tanking like mad on broadcast television, I'll give you an example. I was watching the FBI, which I like. I like it. It's good. Uh, you know, I like cop shows anyway. But I'm watching the FBI, <clears throat> and it's about uh, these, these people being killed. These uh, these far right conservatives that are being uh, one one was firebombed, and then a couple other things happened, and. Uh, you know, it's all all these scenes with uh, with an Iranian woman and a black woman and, you know, all these people getting together. And then they showed their professor and I said, oh, he's a white guy. He did it. Well, and, yeah, of course, at the end, it's, he was the one who did it. It's always a white guy. You can always, always. tell. It's You're it just ruining makes everything your, boring. It does. It makes everything boring because you know in advance who did it. Because mm-hmm. the only white guy in it, uh, you did it. It's just... And it happens every time.
2: Well, this is sort of retribution mm-hmm. for when, you know, it used to always be the black guy that did it.
0: Yeah, but here's the problem. <laughs>
2: Which also became boring.
0: My generation didn't do that. That was previous generations. Why do we have to pay for their ills is what I'd like to know. What the hell's it got to do with us?
2: Yeah, That whole pendulum swing the oh, Yeah, forget the pendulum the
0: swing. I will tell you this, and this is my opinion strictly. Nobody else is on the show. But if you want to look at racism, look at all these white people just pulling it out of their ass to make sure they just adore people of color. Oh, my God. And it's not they're not treated equally. They're like somehow even better than everybody else, which is racist to be better or worse as a group of people is that's prejudged and it's prejudice and it's way out of line. So, I don't know why, when they, they're going to let this go. Look, there are great black people, great people of all colors, great white people, all the rest of it. And some people of all colors are flaming a-holes. So, let it go. Right?
5: Well, yeah. I mean, Ooh, uh, uh, I'm non-well, you got it. Like you say, you, you, the, the people that you should be concerned about the most are the, are the a-holes. They're the bad people. That's it. And, exactly.
0: Uh, got nothing to do with color. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But apparently it does exactly. now. I don't know. But don't you think eventually broadcast television is going to go away because they will not stop doing that?
2: I just. Or Jesus. maybe they're well, growing their audience base in a different way. Yeah,
0: I don't know. It doesn't look like it. Their numbers are horrible.
5: <laughs> well, they're going away right, because then? of the competition, yeah. too. The competition.
0: Well, that's true. Oh, know, absolutely.
5: They're just, they're, you know, they're operating under the same standards, you know, and, and uh, meanwhile, you have streaming and where anything goes, you know, with, as far as the, the, the content and how it's rated. And, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. I mean, how many yeah. new shows does Netflix put out a year? It's in the hundreds. It's crazy. And these guys are stuck yeah, to their schedules where they get the, the fall schedule and the, and the mid-season replacement schedule. And then their mm-hmm. sc- summer schedule is basically the, what is it, the game show stuff, basically, the reality stuff. Yeah. So they did, you know, the content that they put out, there's just not much there in, in, in uh, uh, comparison to everybody, everybody else, you know? So, yeah,
0: yeah exactly. Yeah. They got to
5: change, change up somehow.
0: I would love to grab everybody in Hollywood by the shoulders and shake them and say judging someone as a bad person by their skin color and judging someone as a great person because of their skin color, they're both racist. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Even if you're praising someone just because of their skin color, you're a bigot. You just are. Mm -hmm. Right? Pretty hard to argue. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Take each individual as an individual. Let's not lump everyone together like idiots 100 years ago did with black people and with Mexicans and with pretty much everybody. I mean, they just Mm -hmm. did. But it's 100 years now uh, later now, and you can't hang that on this generation or the following generation. We had nothing to do with that. Right? Right. I mean, I didn't get the great benefit of white privilege when I was a kid, so I'd like to know why. What, how come I got short uh, changed? What happened? <laughs>
2: I'll go edit your Wikipedia page again.
0: Well, yeah, because what, <laughs> Mr., Mr. Hall of Fame? Yeah. Mr. HOF, excuse me, I got that wrong. But – um. Yeah, I just when you sign autographs, all... you
5: put HOF after it.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, HOF, uh, two was that 2017? Yep, yeah, HOF 2017. <laughs> uh, let me just tell you very quickly in one minute, and uh, Michael Bryant laughs about this because I did say to my kids. You because know, they said, well, you know, we were talking about this and the other thing about the Hall of Fame, the National Radio Hall of Fame, and then came the Minnesota Broadcasting Hall of Fame. And I said, all it's left now is uh, if I someday win a Marconi, that'd be great. And uh, I think it was Alex that it – was it Alex or Andy? You Who found the Marconi Award that I had stuffed in a, ch- uh, a drawer? I did. That would
2: be me. Oh.
0: No, you Andy, found it in the garbage. Oh, no,
2: oh, I – yeah, I rescued it from the garbage, I yes. threw it away.
0: But I had forgotten that I won the Marconi Award. Yep. So, you know.
2: That's when you were Mr. Anti-Awards.
0: I was not, I'm still not fond of them. Well. If they were given for the right reason. No, I, I really do appreciate it. It's very, very nice. But, but yeah, I, the, the, the problem I have with them is people are going to use it against you. Like they did in Wikip- on the Wikipedia page. Oh, it's, because it's just ridiculous. you
2: brag when you're bragging.
0: Well, you know who's wonderful? I am. Right. Did I ever point that out? I'm just fantastic. Braggadocious
2: problem. We'll it's be right outed. back.
0: Tom Bernardo. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble free, energy efficient furnace from Sabre. Every time you call us, we deliver. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I have a question. Does everybody in the studio have Roku? No. 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 We do, I but have something we do Well, it. wait. Yeah, we do, actually. I forgot.
2: Well, Alex, you have Apple TV, which is basically... Yeah, Roku, kind
0: of. The reason I bring that up is, and I I, for, I was going to tell Tim this, and I forgot to tell him, that uh, Roku has uh, Stan a uh, Laurel and Hardy channel, and mm. it's free, so you can just download the channel, and it has how many what, dozens and dozens of feature oh, well, films did, and all kinds of stuff.
2: In the movie, did did his wife say he made a hundred and thirty-seven movies?
0: I think that, something. Is like that, that possible? Something like that. Yeah, it's a lot.
2: God. But and then, yeah, then I don't free. know how many shorts.
0: I think that included the
2: shorts. Oh, that included the shorts? I
0: think so, yeah. Okay. But, yeah, uh, if you're a huge uh, Laurel and Hardy fan, there's an actual Laurel and Hardy channel on Roku or Apple TV or any of that stuff. It's free. All you got to do is download the
2: there's the probably,
0: icon and you're good to go.
2: probably a ton of it on YouTube, too.
0: There's tons of it on YouTube. So. That's exactly right. No doubt about and it. And
2: obviously some of them are funnier than other ones, but God, when they're funny, they are really funny.
0: I just the things, I, like I said. It just the little weird, odd things, but um, yeah. So we saw we saw Stan and Ollie loved it. We uh, I watched five minutes of the favorite. And went oh, you can tell where this is going.
2: Yeah, it was very predictable, what but it was, it was it was it was it was lush and lavish, as they say.
0: Lush. It was, it was a beautiful, beautiful, very film. beautiful it film. Was, the, yeah, yes. the film itself, the the backdrop and the clothing and all that stuff was very. It was very beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't understand uh, what they were saying. They're just whispering in that British accent. And I'm like, I can't understand a word you're saying. Okay, whatever you say. You're damn right. That's what I was gonna say, but you beat me to it. But yeah, it's uh, it's really cool, really really good. God, Stanley made 188 movies. And 188. Shorts. 188. Wow. Holy God. And he
2: made no money.
0: Uh, and he made no money. Yeah, no. Stan
2: left the. Ri- yep. Yeah, when they were, who were they under con- contract Hal with? Hal Roach. They, what was the name of the studio?
0: Hal Roach. Oh, studio. that was the name of the studio. Yep. Oh,
2: okay. HR. And, yeah, and and Stan wanted to go to someplace else because they weren't paying him any money. And I mean, so it's been the same old studio garbage forever. Oh, forever forever, but I mean, he made no residuals on all of that. It's just sad.
0: Well, look at Tommy James, one of the most prolific writers, entertainers, huge, huge act. Morris Levy, his manager, stole $50 million from him. God. $50 million. Why? Could you just steal 5000000 million? Did Isn't these, that enough? Did then, these
2: guys ever go to jail? Did they ever get... Nope. N- they never go to jail? Nope. Stealing all that money? It's
0: unbelievable. Managers... It's unbelievable. Well, I've never had a manager didn't steal from me. Every one of them did. It's unbelievable. What are you being reluctant to talk about? It's, I'm just, uh, it's a true story. Don't get sued. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty hard to sue me because i got proof they did it now. So, I mean, you know, you got pigs who run all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's, just, it's just the way it is. People will do anything for money, and I, I don't know what, what the great thrill is. Well, in Bohemian
2: Rhapsody, when uh, he was leaving the group, to go get his new contract, and they offered him what was it, four million dollars? Four million, yeah. Which you know, back then, four million was a lot of money, but it wasn't an insane amount of money for as
0: popular as they were. To be like what, eight million now?
2: Uh, I thought we looked it
0: up. I think it was around uh, eight million, something like that. Anyway, but no, that's the whole thing. You, you, if you are an entertainer and you have a manager, they're stealing from you. That's just <laughs> how it is. I'm sorry, but that's just how it is. Cassie, I won't say where or when, but you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) You know who gets all the money. Me too. I'm not saying a word about anything.
2: Well, how much snow did you guys get?
1: Uh, I think we got about almost six inches of snow. We only got
3: four. Mm, Yeah, four or five. Much.
2: Oh, okay. So they're closing the schools just because of the cold.
1: Well, actually, yes. it's well, not. They could
3: have gone to. school They could have absolutely gone to school today. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it was. A, it was one of those like, there's gonna be snow up mm. to our eyebrows. <laughs> and <were> yeah. <laughs> Polar vortex. Yeah, yeah. Like, ah, everybody freaked yeah. out and. Can't, but, but like Bloomington schools are running
1: today. Oh, mm. are they? But yeah. Well, now the the rest of this week i have a feeling they're going to have to call off school the rest of the week cuz it's supposed to be it's going to um, get
6: really cold yeah
1: they're talking 35 to 60 below wind chill. Mm-hmm. my sister oh,
3: no. my sister in law is a teacher in a bloomington school and she said that tuesday wednesday are likely to be canceled because of temperatures yeah, yeah
1: it's too cold for those kids to stand out by the bus they're yeah. saying no, but yeah bloomington, they cannot be standing yeah out there. and
3: bloomington doesn't cancel unless it's like
1: Yeah, you'll die. I know. Seventy below. I was in the Bloomington school district. I know everybody got school off except us. I know. Yeah. (laughs) I remember yeah, those thing. mornings watching the news, seeing it would get to Blooming Prairie, and then it would skip to like in yeah. Detroit Lakes. So I'm like, oh, gosh uh, darn it. I know. Well, it's hard, too, because
3: her kids wow. are
1: in daycare in Egan, so they go
3: off the Egan school. So it's like sometimes the daycare will be canceled, but then she'll have to, like, supposed to be in school, and it's just like, she's like, Bloomington just will never call yeah. school off. It's ridiculous.
0: No. Well, it's probably a good thing, don't you think? Uh,
2: snow days are the best, though, when you're a kid.
1: Oh yeah!
0: Yes. Snow so days. Don't have
2: to go to school. Oh, it's great. Oh yeah. Oh my I don't god. Remember,
0: I don't remember a lot of. I don't remember Such a lot of snow days when I was going to school. No, there it's was like three tardy. ever.
2: <laughs> yeah, they they closed the South Florida State Fair because of rain.
0: Because it rained. <laughs> oh my god. Wow.
2: Because of rain. They just shut it down. Not happening
3: today, people. Well, there's, there's, I was like, what? There was that weather, their picture of the weatherman giving the weather in Florida, and it was like temperatures of 52 degrees, how to handle the cold with children. Dress. (laughs) Dress. <laughs> no, their advice was their advice for 52 degrees in Florida was dress in layers and limit time outdoors.
0: Dress in layers. Limit time yeah, outdoors. Limit time outdoors.
3: 52. Like, what would happen if you stayed outside in 52 degrees for? <laughs> <Well, my> I <priest> freeze <laughs> to death.
6: <laughs> what? Meanwhile, it's hey, the be- iguanas,
2: the, the iguanas go into a comatose state. I think it's 60. Oh yeah, no, they we're, just we're, tip out of the trees. We're not Giant iguanas, iguanas
1: just. They're wind chills going to get we down to
6: negative 35 tonight,
2: Oh my!
6: down God. to s- negative 60 tomorrow night, oh. and stay that Alex. way through Thursday morning. So we- oh, Wednesday, the whole ik- day is going to be like,
0: yeah. m- it's going to be, you can't go outside.
2: We haven't had that kind of weather in a while. Not in a no, long time. No, it's been
0: 90, 1995.
2: 1995?
0: 1995 Fun. is
2: the last time it was that cold. Yeah, because Alex was born in 89. And it was 26 below real temperature when she was born. Yeah, it was like in a 60
0: below wind chill.
2: It was ridiculous. They closed down, I think, the University of Minnesota, which never mm. happened. And then we, yeah, and then we had that oh, that's right. freezing <laughs> cold air for a few years, and then we didn't get it anymore.
0: Mom, Don't miss it. Mom had a brand new car, and it wouldn't start. Yep. I remember we came out of oh, the hospital, yeah. and the car wouldn't well, start. And
2: I remember I was holding this teensy tiny baby, and I'm like. I can't take her out in this. <laughs> what happens if something happens? I know. And they're an like, ex- she'll be fine. <laughs> babies are resilient. I'm like, it's 26 below, people.
0: <laughs> 70 below windshield.
2: Brand new baby here.
0: Uh, I should. What What? what uh, Catherine was just talking about there, when Alex was born, she was about the size of a pepper shaker. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I, ha- I actually, I, I remember oh, the first yeah. time I ever touched you, I held you in one hand.
3: Oh, my gosh. Remember we that? Yeah. We had... We have a new nephew that was born on Wednesday, and I held him yesterday, and it's just like even, and he was like a technically big newborn. He was eight pounds and 14 ounces, but they're just so Mm. little. I know.
0: They are tiny.
3: Yeah, it's like their whole butt fits in your hand, and then their back is another hand. It's like,
1: what? I know. They're so small.
3: And then Sage looked like a teenager (laughs) next to this tiny baby. It was like, he's (laughs)
1: immense. What is going on? Did
0: did everybody there see the picture of Sage's hair when he just woke up?
2: God, that was
1: so funny. No,
2: Cassie, did I you showed, see
0: that? I no,
1: I didn't. Too. It's a good one. Oh, <laughs> you
0: gotta you have to show Cassie because, you know, as a thirty seven year old grandmother of eleven or whatever it is. <laughs> grandmother of eleven. She's a grandmother about three uh, yeah. people. What three? Three grandmother yep. of three?
1: Yep.
0: There is Granny Cassie.
1: Oh, he's got bed hair. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's awesome. Bed hair.
0: <laughs> <laughs> look at the look on his face. I was like,
3: ooh.
1: He's like, where am I? It's God. like he just. What's happening?
3: He was well, like, no. so. <laughs> it looks like he just. He yeah. was so. <laughs> that's what I said on Facebook. I was like, when you nap so hard, you wake up wondering what year it is.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> what year it is. He was so
3: exactly. sweaty. He was just like.
0: Yeah. You know, that, that is a great picture. Yeah,
3: yeah that hair is the best. <laughs> you know, isn't,
0: yeah. it, isn't it weird that some people don't like little kids? How, how can you not like a little kid?
3: Andy doesn't like little kids. Yeah. He likes Fawn.
0: She likes Fawn. up. That's it,
3: warming up. It's warming
2: up. She's he's spending, all right. As he's spending more time with kids, he's getting... Hey, the
0: better. only reason she's named Fawn is because of the way she fawns over you, Andy. She loves you. She mm. does love Andy. She does love that's Andy. That's true. He goes. Mm, that's true. That's really nice. nice and warm there, Andrew. Nice and warm. But in any case, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be really cold. Be very, very careful. Um, yeah. I just dress in realized, layers. I just realized something with the wind chill. The weatherman down here saying, oh, my God, be careful. It's going to get down to 52, dress in layers, stay inside if you can. It's going to be, in effect, 112 degrees colder in Minnesota. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cry God. me a river. Yeah. <laughs> cry me a river, exactly.
2: Well, Alex, Dan's headed up to the Arrowhead, right?
3: Yep, he's going in to Minnesota. International Falls right now. Wow. Why? For Are you kidding <laughs> yeah. me? And the For air a...
2: temperature is going to be 35 below, he said. Oh. Yeah.
3: For a, the air um, temperature. For a race for work, so he'll be outside the entire time.
1: Why? Oh my god. Why Why would you do that to yourself? (laughs) I don't
3: know. No, (laughs) Do you have to have goggles on all the time?
1: You
6: must.
3: Just to keep your uh, I eyeballs so. from free it depends <laughs> on the wind situation. I remember last year he went and he was like, "Yeah, it's so hard. I mean, you can't even drink your beer fast enough because it turns into ice." And I'm like, "Wow, <laughs>
1: <laughs> beer slushies. Oh Those are your problems." Yeah, that's
0: too bad. <clears throat> I, <So>
1: my eyeballs <throat> have frozen before, and it's not fun. You go blind. What? Oh, oh yes. I'm sure. Really? Yeah, I'm I was, sure. What? I was snowmobiling, and my my mm. shield on my helmet kept fogging up, so I had to ride a good five miles with my shield up because I couldn't see. It was nighttime. By the time we got to the restaurant, I literally was blind. I, oh, everything God. was like frosted oh, over, God. and I'm in the bathroom ah. throwing warm water Not on my good. eyes because I couldn't see anything. I couldn't read the menu, nothing. It was horrible. Oh
0: man, that's a tough road to hoe. Yeah. Uh, a listener just asked me, "Is Dan on serious drugs?" <laughs> <laughs> It's going to ride a bike in 35 below real temperature. Well, at minus 60 wind chill,
6: your skin freezes in five minutes. So.
0: (laughs) Oh, man.
6: Man. Good times.
0: Yep. Good times. That Minnesota way. I don't
2: understand why it has to get that cold.
0: Well, there was a guy I talked to, you know, over the Christmas holidays talking about. I was wearing a Minnesota Gophers t shirt. And I'm in the elevator, and the guy says, Oh, you're from Minnesota, huh? I said, Yeah. And he goes, Man, I was up there. It was freezing. It must have been like 60 degrees. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's really chilly at 60. <laughs> he thought it was extreme. I think it was very windy that day in 60. It felt really cold to him. But mm. That'll happen. It's just going to happen once in a while. So, yeah, just stay safe and don't. The biggest problem they have at colleges now are, are when school shuts down. That's why colleges hardly ever close, because when they shut down, the students tend to drink, and drinking a lot and going out yeah. at, You know, 35 below windchill is going to kill you. Well, that's
6: why the smiley face there. killer, it's like, okay, so drunk college kids fall in the river and drown. Is that really that uh, difficult to believe? I understand. <clears throat> I don't know.
0: <laughs> I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's very, very dangerous. It, just...
2: it is. It's nothing to mess around with
0: yeah all right, so be careful be careful so, so so it's 35 below wind chill when tonight
6: uh yes and then it's going to get down to minus 60 wind chill uh tomorrow night, tomorrow night.
1: Uh, till Thursday. Oh. yep yeah.
6: just... till thursday yeah mm-hmm. so it's going
1: to be cold from from tuesday night until thursday whenever <laughs> but this weekend it's supposed to get back up in the 30s so, so weird. I know.
2: Soda wow. is weird. It's a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Yep. How yeah. How are you going to
1: get?
2: How are you going to get Bella to go out and pee? Yeah, she ain't gonna happen. <laughs> she's, she's just like, going like, to refuse.
3: No. Gonna I'll go in the shower. I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> <you know, laughs> put me in the tub. It's true. <laughs> yeah.
0: She won't go outside <laughs> no. to pee. I'm telling you. No. Well,
3: well, she freezes so quickly because she mm-hmm. has not an ounce yeah. of fat on her, and she just will be like, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah.
2: And she doesn't have a very heavy coat either. No. Yeah. I've tossed her it. out a few times. It's like yeah. she just gets it, gets it done and runs in. Well, it's in.
3: nice because, like, we have a, um, in the basement, we have a walkout basement, so she can literally just, like, take two steps out, pee, and then yep. two steps back in. Like, it's Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. It's, now
0: we're talking. Yeah, it's
3: not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that works for me. Difficult. I know a little. Bella. We will be back with our two Diana Graber, great guest coming up. Also, Kostaki Economopoulos. Nope.
1: Yep. No. No, I not just not got, got confirmation we're going to try and get him on Thursday. Thursday. Uh, he's he's, uh,
2: Thursday. Oh, he's preparing for the big Super Bowl.
0: He's still so on the list. Though. He's
2: doing something. I know. Well, we didn't know until...
0: Well, you didn't know till just now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Kostaki sucks, let me tell you that. <laughs> okay. No. We're going to try to do him on <laughs> Thursday. Oh, yeah. I see him on Thursday. don't like day, Greek
2: man. salads.
0: I don't. Bring the salad undressed. <laughs> 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 we'll be right back, Tom Bernard.